From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. It's Friday, dear friends, and we are thankful to the Lord for the wonderful, wonderful privilege we have to be right here on this station five days a week, and I'm glad to announce to you, listen, I've been announcing right here on the broadcast for several weeks, the Sword of the Lord Men's Conference. Well, it's today, starting tonight at 6 p.m. promptly, and we'll run three and a half hours tonight to give the guys a full, full run of things. And then in the morning from 8.30 to 1.15 in the afternoon, starting promptly, ending promptly. And listen, guys, if you're not registered, go ahead, show up, come at the door. You can walk in. We'll be delighted to see you here. So don't hesitate. Come right on, and we're going to get rolling tonight. Now, we'll give you a report on that later, but at the same time, we're glad that many of you are coming. Now, yesterday we started talking about the general theme of war and peace, and I want to continue that today because certainly we're in a time now where there are many, many things happening. I mean, the Middle East has been on fire with uh, all kinds of hostility, and uh, we think we need to address some of those things, and I did yesterday talk about some of the details of that. I want to back up just a little bit and show you that from the biblical point of view, the Christian arena also has a uh, issue here of war and peace. Uh, for example, in James chapter 4 and uh, verse number 1, the question is asked, from whence come wars and fightings among you? Talking about folks who are saved. Why do you have war? Why do you have fightings among you? Come they not hence of your lust that war in your members? You lust and have not, you kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. So the uh, fact is, the principle is stated here that war and fightings come about because somebody, maybe only one side of the issue, but somebody has really gotten things crossed up and they've got the wrong things at heart and they are lusting for things that they ought not to be thinking about, they ought not to be pursuing. And uh, the fact is, the Bible tells us that as a Christian, we ought to function like a good soldier. Let me read that to you. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. So what are we talking about? The Lord is just simply making us be aware that whenever we sign up, to walk with him and to live for him and to serve him, we're going to face opposition. We're going to face conflict along the way. You just have to know that it's going to come. Now, sometimes uh, people do not understand that, and they uh, get uh, really discouraged because, well, now I'm a Christian. Why isn't everything going well? Now that I'm a Christian, why is it that uh, sometimes others who are also professing to be Christians rise up against me? Well, dear friends, it's a spiritual war. There is a spiritual warfare. The devil comes at us, our flesh sometimes gets in the way, 
and uh, the world around us is bent wrong, headed wrong, doing wrong, and consequently, we are in a spiritual war zone as Christians. I mean, we're under siege constantly. It's like Satan is shelling us with all kinds of things out of his arsenal, and uh, the Bible talks about us fighting against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. It tells us that the devil is seeking whom he may devour. We're talking about destruction. We're talking about defeat. We're talking about absolute hatred and vengeful behavior. And uh, all of this is just undermining us and doing everything that it can to disarm us and to defeat us. So, consequently, even in Christian circles, there will be division. Now, remember, uh, you'll read in the New Testament, in the Gospels, that there was division because of Jesus. He stood up gave the principles that he needed to give, taught plainly and directly, and the result of that was there was division among those even who were following him. And thus, that division created debate. And we have that sometimes even in Christian circles. Now, I bring this to your attention because it is another example of war where there ought to be peace. There are many, many times when things get sour, they get sideways, they get uh, headed in the wrong direction, and people who ought to be at peace with each other all at once get on different sides and they are battling it out. Now, what you and I need to remember is the Bible says here in this passage that we are to endure. Now, what does that mean? That means we're to stick to our guns. That means we are to stick to basics. That means we're not to cave in. We're not to give in. We're not to give up. We're not to lay down our tools, but instead we are to remain dedicated to the cause that the Lord Jesus has set before us. Our loyalty to him and our loyalty to what he represents ought to never be given in. It ought to never be given up, but we need to just absolutely be dedicated to that. And listen, when we're dedicated to the cause that the Lord has, we will not be the instigators of war. We will not be the aggressors in war. Not at all. We may stand up when others are aggressive. We need to. But we do not become aggressive and go out on purpose to do hurt and damage. That's not the way the Bible teaches, and it's not the way Christians function. But the Bible tells us here that we are to, in fact, endure hardness. Whatever the difficulty, whatever the conflict, we are to patiently endure and be the good servant, the good soldier of the Lord Jesus, adhere to our duty, be loyal to him, be single-minded about who we are. Sometimes people get to be double-minded. It's like they want to please the world and they also want to please the Lord. That never works. We instead need to remember who our allegiance is given to and stand there and stand there without hesitation, single-mindedly. And listen, that requires that we accept discipline along the way. You know, if somebody signs up for the Marine Corps, they're not going to go to battle the first day that they're in the Corps. They're just not going to do that. They're going to go for basic training and perhaps other training even beyond that, and uh, they're going to do what they need to do, and along the way, they're going to be corrected about some things. Everybody has ideas. Well, I think this, I think that. Well, not when you've signed up in the Army 
They're going to tell you what to think. They're going to tell you how to conduct business. And in the Lord's army, he doesn't leave us guessing either. He tells us how to behave ourselves, how to get ready for conflict, how to deal with things along the way. And so you and I need to accept the discipline that the Lord admonishes us to have. Not only that, but whatever orders that he gives, we need to acknowledge those orders. It's not a matter of us saying, well, I don't like that order. I think I'll do it my way. That's not the way we do business. We read in the Bible the orders that the Lord's given about everything, about how to live our life, how to grow a church, how to serve in the Lord's work in every capacity. And that simply means we take orders along the way. And whatever equipment that we may need, we need to be sure that we're properly equipped. Sometimes we send people out, we haven't trained them, we haven't given them instruction, and that just is not what we ought to do. So we need to, every step of the way, attend to vigilance because we are living in a war zone. We're living in a spiritual war zone. And that simply means that you and I need to understand as Christians, we're not isolated in some situation that is just a utopia. We're not there. Not now, not yet. And one of these days when the millennium rolls around, and it's uh, out there a ways yet because the Lord hasn't returned, but whenever that millennial kingdom is set up, then, well, we will have everything going the right way. But until then, we're living in a totally different environment. And not only is the Christian arena fraught with such things, but also the world arena. I mean, we look around our world, and we see nation rising up against nation, Uh, China is breathing down the neck of Taiwan and threatening this and that toward the U.S., and uh, Russia as well going after Ukraine and again threatening the U.S. along the way, Hamas and Hezbollah going after Israel and threatening the U.S. along the way, Iran in the mix here as well threatening the U.S. So all of these things are to be contended with. All of these things are real threats. It's the kind of situation in every case here where weakness will not prevail unless we show strength, unless we stand up with strength. These tyrants, these bullies, these evil characters in the world will continue to wreak havoc and uh, bring death and destruction everywhere that they go. So you and I have to remember that we're living in that kind of a world and we cannot survive it if we are weak. We have to give ourselves in strength. You know, the streets of America have all kinds of things that are warlike. We've got a drug war, alcohol and pornography and uh, illicit drugs of one kind or another and people stealing and uh, doing murder and other such things as that just because that they can. There's a philosophic war on the streets of America, a battle for the minds and morals of uh, our people and uh, every segment of our society seems to be winding down toward that. I mean, education, entertainment, comedy, music, media, government, I mean, all of these things seem to be giving courage to the breakdown of our society. It's a social war, a revolution that has occurred in recent years in America. It's a revolution to change the structure and to change the fabric of our nation, or as uh, one prominent politician said, to fundamentally transform America. Well, that's what's been going on, and there is a battle for the hearts and minds of our people. Now, folks, war is always expensive, and peace is not cheap. Some people pay with their lives, and when they do, 
We honor them. You go to Washington, D.C., you go to the uh, Vietnam Memorial, you go to the World War II Memorial and others. Uh, We honor those who gave their lives. And those who survived but have wounds and scars, we salute them, and uh, certainly we all do everything we can to take care of them. And uh, yet, you need to understand, I need to understand, that peace is always purchased with power. Security comes from strength, not from weakness. Now, we have the battle uh, all along the way. Peace is not easy to come by, and it's not cheap. It will, in fact, cost us a great deal. But every step of the way, you and I need to be advocates for the good things, the right things, and where ugly, evil, warlike, warmongers, whatever they are, stand up to do damage, we need to stand up to them. But at the same time, we need to be advocating peaceful things. We're not the aggressors, but instead, we will do what we can to put evil in its place. You know, in the Old Testament, you'll find that uh, Israel had uh, 13 different wars uh, kind of among themselves, and uh, all of the things that went on there, uh, they had uh, 34 defeats, if my count is right, and I borrowed these figures from somebody, uh, 78 victories over their enemies, and the victories came when they were walking with the Lord. The defeats came whenever they forgot the Lord. As a nation, we cannot expect to succeed unless we repent and turn to the faith of our fathers. We ought to be strong to hold a mighty arm against the wicked nations who pillage and plunder for greed and gain. And as an individual, we must learn the ways of a peacemaker and live a Christ-like life at peace with God, at peace with our brethren as much as possible, and militant against the enemies of God and against the attacks of the devil and against the weak, deluded, compromised faith. Let's be militant as a good soldier of Jesus Christ and do his bidding. Well, dear friends, I hope you have a great weekend. And I look forward to hearing from you, so I hope you'll write me a note. Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, until Monday, God bless you. Have a great weekend and a great rest of this day. And goodbye for now.